0: To have your Bibles turn to Matthew chapter 5, uh, we started a series on the Beatitudes on Wednesday night, and the Lord would not let me get away with this, from this message on bright lights in a dark world. And I thank God for all of you that went out soul winning yesterday in visitation. We had a, a good number uh, that was out, and uh, Brother Mark and I had a tremendous visit with um, uh, Mitchell and Ezekiel. And Joseph, and you say, who are they? Well, it's a dear gentleman that uh, lost his wife eight weeks ago, uh, 29 years old, that was raised in our church, got saved at an early age, and little Ezekiel kept climbing up in daddy's lap on the front porch and uh, putting his arms around his daddy as he's weeping, telling us about every second of that morning uh, that his wife just passed into glory, suddenly, instantly, and um, I wish you'd pray for him, I asked him to um, please listen this morning, uh, he's having some problems being around crowds, uh, but it's been 8 weeks, he's been out of work 7 weeks, and he's a strong young man, but he's never faced something like this, and you hadn't either, and uh, I never did say one time I understood, because I don't understand, but I want to say this, you'll get a real burden for people if you'll go visit Amen. you know, you go see and God moves. And, you know, I I know that you, you know, teachers, you're teaching a classroom, but you really don't get to know anybody, and they won't share with you what's going on. Behind every door is a broken heart. Uh, One person taught me when I was in school, and I want to say this, um, there is a lot of broken hearts out there, and I believe we need to go to them. You say, what did you say? We just wept with him. Brother Mark and I just wept with him and um, prayed with him and left him the Word of God, left him uh, Romans and John, and I hope they'll all read that, and that'll be comfort. But you need to pray, because it's a tough, tough time. And the word tough is such a bad word in my vocabulary, I don't know how to describe it, and I will not describe it. But I want to tell you something, if you'll go visiting, you'll find out the world needs Jesus. So go around the corner and go around the world. And uh, we would be big hypocrites if we sent people down to Honduras, and we didn't go across the street. Amen? So we're a missionary church at home and abroad. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 5. That wasn't a paid political announcement for uh soul winning visitation. I just want to thank you for taking your Saturday morning once a month and go knock on a door. Because those are doors that have people that are needing some help. Amen? I know I would. I would be... If I lost Miss Connie, I would be in trouble, I would be broken hearted, and you would too if you lost your mate. All right, for um, Matthew chapter 5, sorry, I just had that on my heart, I had to get it off my heart and share it with me, with you, and um, just pray. You know, we can do, the most we can do is pray for somebody and give them the word, amen. All right, Matthew chapter 5, let's, uh, let's stand on to the Lord of God, good to have our visitors with us this morning, and uh, the crowd's getting bigger, Amen. I don't, know, I don't know how that's happening, but praise the Lord, it just looked real slim at first. And uh, I thank God for you. And pray for the junior church and the preschool church. Some people come to our church and say, well, you don't have any children. Well, they're there, uh, I guarantee you. And they're a blessing. and We appreciate them and love them. Let's start with verse um, 13, Matthew 5. And then I'll give us our theme verse for this uh, coming missions revival. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its Savior, wherewith shall it be salted? Is henceforth good for nothing? Have ever been called that? But to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. But here's my text this morning. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hilltop cannot be hid, neither do men light a candle and set it under a bushel, but on a candlestick uh, lifted high. Is given giveth light unto all that are in the house. So uh, so so it says let let keyword let your light so shine before men that may be see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You may be seated. As I pray, Father, thank you for um, the privilege and honor to be in your house this morning. God, thank you for the health and strength that you've given us to preach your. Uh, infallible, preserved, powerful, pungent word. And God, I pray, Lord Jesus, you'd speak to our heart, that nobody judge how it's delivered, or the, the speaker, or the preacher. But God, they would judge themselves as they hear the word of God, and see if it applies. And Lord, I know it will. It will open our hearts. So Lord, please, speak to our hearts. Not just to our minds, but speak to our hearts, our mind, will, and emotion. Uh, God, that we might be different as results of hearing Your Word. Lord, thank You. Thank You for the visits yesterday. And, and oh God, please comfort. And please encourage. And God, please give hope. Because You're the only one that can. God, we're going to praise You and thank You. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. You know... The preceding verses, I've only been in one verse, and I did a survey yesterday, it was very enlightening. Uh, I hope all of you Master Club leaders listen to each week's message. And I said a few things about being behind this pulpit and not going visiting, and being behind this pulpit and not being faithful to Sunday school, and I meant it, and I don't take it back. I believe you ought to walk the walk before you try to preach the preach. You ought to walk the walk before you try to talk the talk. I made a policy a long time ago that I would not preach to 30 or 40 people until I preached to one during the week. And that's soul winning. That's visitation. Or it might be like yesterday, just listening and crying and, and being a shoulder to cry on. But I believe, friend, that one of the greatest things you have is your testimony. And I believe the greatest thing you have is that the neighbors and workmates and uh, family, know that you're real, and know that you're right, and know that you're yielded to the light, and that Christ's love shines through your life. Didn't He shine? And Praise God, we ought to shine. And I entitled the message, Bright Lights in a Dark World, and if I've ever lived in a dark world, this is it. I never thought it'd be so politically dark. I didn't know it'd be so uh, socially dark. I didn't know it'd be so... Uh, spiritually and morally, and even um, medically dark in this world. But it's a dark day. But let me just say this, the encouraging thing about it is we can be bright lights. We can be a testimony. And you know, the salt refers to the inward character. The salt dissipates, it's not seen, it just uh, seasons and penetrates. And folks, I believe it refers back to verses 1-12 through about the Beatitudes. And I believe you ought to be right inside before you try to do something outside. You ought to be before you do. Say amen. There ought to be a walk in your life. There ought to be a heart for God. There ought to be a heart for others. You know, some people I imagine go visit them out of duty because they're a teacher and we require that. Or maybe because you're a deacon. Or maybe because you're even a preacher. But I want to tell you something, friend. You ought to have a heart for it. You ought to have a heart for people that's broke. You ought to have a heart for people that are longing and desperately clinging for just existence when they could have life and life abundant. Isn't it wonderful to point people to Jesus, amen? And just give them hope that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus described His people as being lights. Lights. And folks, we're a light in in this dark world. We have a testimony, but also we should work. And that's a four-letter dirty word to a lot of people. But we ought to work for God. And we ought to let our works shine forth, good works, that God might be glorified. And that's the bottom line. We're not trying to just build a big church. We're not trying to glorify man. Folks, we're here to glorify God. And folks, one of the ways you glorify God is shine. Have a brilliant testimony. Reflect His likeness. Be filled with the Spirit. Say amen. I want you to see, first of all, who the Lord was speaking to. Who he was speaking to. Who was listening to Jesus uh, this day? Well, it was Galileans. It was ordinary people. It was local villagers. It was disciples, some fishermen, some uh just uh, uh just ordinary people. Uh Christ said to them, Ye are the light of the world. It wasn't he wasn't in Athens, that's the intellect. He wasn't in Rome. That's the people of power. Folks, he was talking to Galileans, the hillbillies of their day. (laughs) Amen, I can relate to that. And they were country cousins to the refined people of Jerusalem. And their response was probably, who, us? We're the light of the world. Uh, This Greek uh, tense of this verse, ye are, is emphatic. That means he really meant it. And my, my, May I say this, when the Word of God speaks, He really means it. And it's pungent, and it's life-changing. And not just pastors and missionaries should be like. Not uh, just people going to Honduras, or and we're going to have missionaries all over the world coming uh, next week. Brother Shoemaker doing a great work in West Africa, and others going to the Balkans, and uh, some going to Brazil, and it's going to be wonderful. Some uh, going to the death. Of, of the world. But folks, listen, God's called you. His plan is just ordinary people. Aren't you glad? God can use you as a vessel of His glory. And you know, we don't have to be impressive. We just need to be impressed about who God is. We need to be impressed by the gospel. It's a power unto salvation. Amen? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and look at verse 20. Uh, I preached this morning with a broken heart and uh, I'm glad God touched my heart yesterday because I need it. Sometimes I get hard-hearted. Sometimes I get mechanical. How about you? Sometimes I go through the motions. And i tell you what, the Lord has a way of showing you that. But look at verse 20. It says, who is the wise and where is the scribe? And 1 Corinthians 1.20, you with me? Where is the disputer of the world? Hath not God made the foolish the wisdom of this world? Amen. And folks, the Bible says on down in verse 23, we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews, a stumbling block. Unto the Greeks, that's foolishness. Folks, the Bible says, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. And folks, listen, it goes on to say in verse 27, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world, to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Folks, poor in spirit, spirit It's what we dealt with Wednesday, it's humility. You know what that humility is? Knowing who you are. You're the branch, he's the vine. Say amen. It's not you that's trying to impress people with you. We're trying to just reveal and manifest the light. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. John chapter 1, we might get to, we might not. The world thinks that uh, they're enlightened and they have all the answers. Well, I'm going to tell you something. They don't have all the answers. Silicon Valley doesn't have all the answers. They might have all the money, but they don't have all the answers. They try to be the Illuminati, I think, and try to run this country because of their wealth. and Folks, technology has not the answer. And the world, through its wisdom, uh, does not know God. And through the glorious light of the gospel, even a child can know the heart of God. I wish I could share with you more of the testimony, but it's just too intimate right now. About little Ezekiel yesterday, and um, daddy said, my faith's been shattered, and I don't know where to turn, and I don't know which way's up, and don't you ever judge somebody that's going through that. Don't you ever because you've never been through that. But he said, this little fellow right here, mama's boy, for the last eight weeks has been such such a comfort to me. So I know this, God is real. God is real. And you know, that that touched my heart, that little Ezekiel, who cried when his mother went out of the room, knows that his mom's in heaven and he has peace. And he's the one that's comforting daddy. Now, folks, that's a light to me. That was a light to me, and folks, it's a light to his daddy. I hope I'm not getting too personal, with but I just say this, folks: God has given us a glorious light. Turn to Second Corinthians chapter four. This was almost the theme of our conference, or revival. I don't call it a conference; I call it a revival. It's the greatest week of our of our church year. Is um, is the missions revival. The missions revival. 2 Corinthians. I'm in first, but that's good too. Amen. Chapter 4 and verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. They're blind. They're blind. They're dead in their sins and trespasses. But look at this. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them for we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord amen folks we have the light and we are to be so transparent and so yielded and I'll get to that in just a moment that the world knows that Jesus is real let me just say this you ought to be proof positive evidence of the aliveness of God Jesus arose from the dead and your life ought to prove it say amen That's why you shouldn't be a blinking light. Let me preach against blinking lights just a second. Blinking light, on and off, on and off, on and off. In church, out of church, up one minute, down the next, praising God and then discouraged. I mean, folks, it's called ping pong Christians. I mean balls. It's a bounce up, down, up, down, up. I've seen it for 43 years. And folks, it's discouraging because the cause of Christ is hindered when we're not consistent. Say amen. You might not be this or you might not be that in this church, but you can be faithful. Amen. And a faithful light, a bright, brilliant testimony. The world doesn't understand. They look at Christians and say they don't count. But I want to tell you something, folks. If we're yielded to the light, it'll count. He'll count. And The world emphasizes brawn and brains and books, but Christ puts emphasis on character and integrity. The disciples... Up and down, going to sleep when Jesus is praying. Not showing up at Calvary. I think one did, didn't he? John. And a bunch and four or five women. Thank God for ladies' faithfulness. Amen. And so, folks, you're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. But in essence, he's the light of the world. And God's given you the opportunity to be that lighthouse. To be that city set up on a hilltop that cannot be hid then second of all, I want you to notice the word, the words or this thought. Think about it. What? What are we? What are we? Well, we're the light of the world. Look at, look at the verse back in uh, Matthew chapter 5. It says, ye are the light of the world. Not the light of the church, but the world. We, have, we, we should get beyond the church. Walls and take the light where it's the darkest. That's why we go soul winning. That's why when I started this church 43 years ago, I knocked on doors. I didn't try to steal members from another church. I didn't follow the bus and try to get bus kids confused and bring them over to our children's program. We, you know, we serve a better meal, so come on over to our church. And that's going on in Whitfield County. Uh, I didn't start an entertainment center where we had the praise team up here and we were all uh, rock and roll and rock out for Jesus. We went visiting. We knocked on doors. We came to where people were and folks tried to shine. It's foolish to conceal the light. Look at verse 15. Neither do men count, uh, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. All that are in the house. Folks, don't be ashamed of the glorious light of the gospel. You know, when you don't have the answers, His gospel has the answer. His word has the answer. When you don't know what to say, why don't you just leave the word of God with them? Amen. That's what we did yesterday. I didn't know what to say. I've never been there. But I know one thing, I can leave the, uh, uh, the Gospel of Romans, uh, Romans and the Gospel of John with them and praise God, that knows what to say. He knows what to say. And I want to tell you something, it's the light of the world. It's just like that fellow that was listening to that radio program. He was at the end of his life, wanted to commit suicide. And he heard the truth and he heard some light and he got some hope and he got born again because of the Word of God. Folks, we need to be the light. Don't hide your testimony. Don't hide your testimony on the job. Read your Bible on break time. Don't be ashamed to hand out tracts. If they fire you, we'll help you find another one. job. Amen? Don't be ashamed to look like a Christian. Don't be ashamed to have a holy lifestyle. I didn't say holier than thou. We've got enough of that going on in the world. I'm just talking about different. Amen. Uh, we don't smother the light with the worldliness. We don't blink off and on inconsistency. Live in a convenient religion. If it feels good, I'll do it. If it, I don't feel good, I'm not going to go. And I'm a fair weather Baptist. Thank God. Last Sunday night, it was pouring down. I mean, pouring down. And boy, y'all came back to church, and I was shocked at the attendance. I know, Brother Jeremy was. Or did you notice? But anyway, I know he noticed. And that was great. And it was a lecture on versions of the Bible. And it was wonderful. We need to know what Bible we need to take to a lost and dying world. We're to let the light of the Lord shine forth from us. What are we? We're lights. We're lights. We're in a warfare. I'm telling you what, Wire fences folks, people are putting up fences all around their life of humanism, worldly materialism. We're we're to be uh, in this warfare with light. I want you to turn to our theme verses for our revival, and that's found in um, Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. Would you turn with me there real quick, or real slow, either one. We're not in a hurry. But Romans chapter 13, and I want you to look at verse 11 and 12. In times like these, the world needs the Savior. Not a Savior, the Savior. You'll notice in all our uh, banners and things for the uh, missions revival, these all in caps. We need the Savior. There's a lot of Saviors out there, but we need the Savior. And folks, if there's ever a time to be a witness and a light, it's today. Would you ever imagine the last two years being like it's been? I would have never thought about that. I would have never even... Can see that the whole world will be shut down by some little virus that you can't even see that travels in the air. I mean, it's unreal. God's getting our attention. He ought to. He ought to get the whole world's attention. Might be the prelude of the pestilence of the tribulation. Folks, God's judging, but I want to tell you something, folks. God's trying to get your attention. And it's a dark time that we need to shine in. It's a dark time. Look at verse 11, Romans 13. You with me? Say amen. amen. The Bible says in verse 11, And that knowing the time, and now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For Now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. There's an armor of light. In the Old Testament, they substituted the gold shields with brass shields. And they, and they were defeated because when they had the gold shields, there was a reflection of the light upon them and it blinded the enemy. And folks, a lot of people are trying to substitute the gold shields. They're trying to re- substitute the reflecting of God's likeness with their own personality, with their own knowledge, with their own wisdom, with their own willpower, and their own persuasion. Folks, I want to tell you something. Folks, we're not super salesmen, we're ambassadors. We're not super uh, saints, we're servants. Folks, we're not to uh, be anything that God doesn't want us to be. We need to be ourselves, and that means we need to accept ourselves, be ourselves. And represent him. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. The saved should shine. Don't hide your testimony. Folks. Don't, don't blend in with the world. What are we? We're soldiers of the light. We're to bear the armor of light. We're to put away. The works of darkness. Then number three. Where are we going to shine? Um. Bible says in verse 15, back in our text in Mark Matthew chapter 5, <clears throat> it says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Folks, I want to tell you something. We need to lift it up. We need to lift the Lord up. Amen? Amen. We need to make much of Jesus around here. Yes. We need to sing songs that lift Jesus. And we do. Thank God for them. We ought to sing specials that glorify God. We're to go around the corner and go around all the world. What? With our own message, our own personality, our own religion, our own Baptist affiliation? No. We're to take Jesus to them. We're to preach Jesus. We're to take the glorious light of the gospel to a lost and dark and damaged and confused and divisive world. The world's falling apart. Marriages are falling apart. One out of two marriages don't last in Dalton, Georgia. What do they need? They need the light of God's love. They need the light of God's truth. Some of them just need hope. People going around hopeless, moping around. My word. Folks, listen, this is not a time to be down. It's a time to rejoice. It's a time to say, hey, I have hope. I have peace. I have I have Jesus, and you can have him too. Here's how you do it. All is sin and come the glory of God. Hey, God committed his love towards us and we we're sinners. Christ died for us. Amen. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We ought to give him hope. Well to give him Jesus. Shine at work. Shine on the job, but shine in this warfare because folks we need to put on the armor of light. Nobody likes a candle walks around in the daytime. The people are in darkness. God can use your courageous testimony to enlighten them. There's a lot of dark spots around the world. The schools today. Have you ever thought they'd get this way? And folks, several years back, they kicked the light out. They kicked the Word of God out. They kicked Jesus out. They said, we don't need you. They kicked the Ten Commandments out. Folks, listen to me. We need the light in the schools. And how are we going to get the light in the schools? We've got to send teenagers and young people into those hallways and into those classrooms with a brilliant testimony that God is real and I'm not going down the tube with you. I'm not going to compromise my walk. I'm going to love Jesus more than I love your little peer pressure acceptance, and I'm going to walk another way. And I'm going to be a witness, and I'll be the most loving student, and the most helpful student, the most kind student you got. But I'm going to tell you something: God's called you to shine in the darkness of the school, and that don't work, folks. Think about the atmosphere on your job. People are just impersonal. They don't want to get close. And then they can be hateful. And they can step on you on the ladder of success. And, and there's gossip and there's adultery in these plants I hear. I've never you know worked in one, but I, I've been around a lot of people that's been there and they said it's terrible. Folks, that's a dark spot. We need to take the light to them. We need to take the light to them by being a husband that loves your wife and your wife only and is faithful to her. Amen? We need to be a light uh, when we're uh, attacked by the crowd to go along with the um, sipping and drinking and and carousing that you say, listen, I don't do that. I'll go home and hug my children and teach them the Word and... I got Wednesday night prayer meeting to go to, so I'll see y'all later. Folks, listen we need we need a light in these job situations. Hey, we need a light in our neighborhood. Amen. We need light in our government. Come on now, say amen. I mean, friend you you run for gov you run for government a, a government position. They immediately start digging up trash about you. You ever notice that? I mean, what could be wrong with Herschel Walker? And they're already putting getting trash with him. He goes, he went to the right school. You know, but anyway, and you know, here, 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 here they're they, they're digging up this stuff, you know, that he's just a pinochle uh football player and all this stuff. You ought to see the businesses he started. But I'm not here to campaign for Herschel. Because some of y'all don't like his party. But I'll tell you this we need shine in government. We need a president who pray. We need a vice president who go by the word of God. We need legislature. Uh, we need congressmen and senators that will say, hey, listen, let me pray about that. See if it lines up with the word. Let's see if it lines up with pro-life, pro-marriage, pro-family, and pro-God. Amen? We need the light. I believe we ought to ask people when they run for office, do you know the light? Do you read your Bible? They'll laugh at you. What read? What? Yeah, the Bible. Praise God. You'll be making you representing me. I want you to read the Bible. Come on now. I'm preaching now. Said so, no. You're meddling. Well, it's good meddling. Amen. You know a living room chandelier is nice, and you know it's 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 but it's not nearly as important as that old bear bub hanging down from the chain on the stairway down to the basement. Because you can trip and kill yourself. Say amen. And so you don't have to be an impressive chandelier. Come on now. Say amen. You can just be a light, a vessel crying in the wilderness, saying Jesus is real. Don't give up hope. You don't have to go to hell. You can go to heaven. Then I noticed something else in this verse 14, that I never noticed before. It's good when you read your Bible and notice something new after reading it several years. It says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hilltop cannot be hid. A city. You know what that's saying? Jesus is talking about the forcefulness of collective light. A city is full of light. Every house has lights in it. And folks, when we glow together, it's stronger. That's why you shouldn't leave the local church. I mean, these church organizations and all this uh, stuff that's not local church, it's not powerful. And folks, I want to tell you something. God blesses His church. Because He died for the church. And folks, I want to tell you something. I don't think we ought to die in the church. Amen? Uh, one time there was a plaque out in the lobby and... It lists all the men and ladies that died in the service. We all want to honor all those that died in the service. And little Johnny looked up his mother and says, which one was that, 11 o'clock or 6 o'clock? <laughs> Some people come to church, and they're about to die. You ought to see what I see sometimes, amen? And thank God for your encouragement. And I appreciate you that nod and come back up. And uh, it's, been, it's been rough the last, last few months uh, to read your faces. But I want to tell you something, most important of all, God reads your heart. He knows why you're here. He knows if you're getting anything out of this. He knows if you're open or if you're thinking about the Falcons. God help you. You think about those losers and you'll lose. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I'm from Atlanta. But folks, listen. A city. A city. We shine brightest when we shine together. Hey, what do you think about these missionaries that come home and find out the church is split down the middle? over you know what color they painted the nursery miss Tawny. and half the church leaves and half does it now we hadn't had that split yet and I hope we never do or what or, you know bus minister or no bus ministry you know preaching long or preaching short and they come back home and the church is splintered splattered and split and they really got to go visit two locations to visit the church that did support them the lights went out the lights divided The light's blinking. Folks, let me just close with saying we shine brightest when we shine together. A lighted city on a hill cannot be hidden. It glows in the dark. You know what's killing Christianity today? Questionable Christians. I think there ought to be exclamation points for God. I believe they ought to know what you know. Now, you don't have to be brass and unkind. I mean, it'd been terrible. Went over there and says, "You know, you need to need to straighten up and get right with God and go on for God." That'd been a horrible thing to say. It's even a horrible thing to say. He said, "Listen, I know all things work together for good, but right now I'm not thinking about the good of anybody else." I miss my wife. I like honesty, don't you? I really like honesty. I can deal with people. that's honest. I can help them. The word of God can help them. Let me just give you this thought in closing. Stephen said it in Acts chapter 6, 15, and he was complimenting uh, Moses in Acts chapter 7, verse 30 through 31, about about shining. You know, how Moses' face shone because He'd been around the presence of the burning living God. Say amen. And uh, he said that Moses in chapter seven of Acts, verse thirty and thirty-one says that he um, he glowed and he wondered, he wondered about that fire in that bush. And folks, I want to tell you something. He said he said. Um, He went up to Sinai and the angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in a a bush. A flame of fire in a bush. And when Moses saw it, he wondered. I want to tell you something. What's happening today in our church? We've lost the wonder of it all. I mean, we don't even have enough conviction to come back on Wednesday night. Uh, Folks, listen. Listen. We need to come together to exhort one another and edify one another. It's not about you. Or we'd all stay at home and watch it on TV. Come on. It's about coming and ministering. Amen. Amen. I could preach to every one of you online, but it wouldn't be the same. We need each other. When you walk in that door, you encourage me if you don't encourage anybody else. Maybe your love and maybe your interest in someone might be a light in a dark valley. I hope we're never unfriendly at this church. And boy, has it not been tested lately? Because, I mean, we want to be distant and we want to be careful and we want to do this and we want to do that. Folks, we're a lighthouse. But I want to tell you what's so great about this whole sermon. At the end of the sermon... Verse 54 it says they were cut to the heart and they gashed on him with their teeth. Now folks listen, if you don't like this message, just go home mad and call me or text me or write me a long letter. Don't gnash on me. amen. I've never had that happen, but it says this, but the being full but being full of the Holy Ghost. He looked up steadfastly into heaven and he saw the, fly, the fire, the glory of God. And Jesus, standing on the right hand of God, stood up for him. And look at verse 56. We're in Acts 7. You with me? It says, Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. Now folks, he wasn't looking for that response on that, that sermon. Amen? I wonder if some of y'all just... Put your hands in your ears and you just started running up here at me. Oh man. I don't know what I'd I'd probably sick my wife after you. I don't know what I'd do. But anyway, look at verse 58. And it says, And he cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness laid down their listen. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. That's Paul. He's witnessing this. He's heard the message. He's seen the response. Terrible response. Look at verse 59. And they stoned Stephen calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he knelt down and he cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Look at the next verse. Because there's a chapter heading, don't mean you stop. It says, and Saul was consenting unto his death. At the time there was great persecution against the church, which is at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Folks, what I'm saying is this: Stephen kept his testimony in the stone pit. In the stoning pit. Stephen didn't have the look of hell on his face or the look of hatred on his face or the look of I'm not going to forgive you on his face. But he had the look of heaven on his face. He kind of looked like Jesus. And he talked like Jesus. And he reacted like Jesus. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And there's a persecuting, mean religionist named Saul that was making children orphans and making ladies widows by putting their husbands in jail and killing them. Named Saul, and the Bible says he got even meaner. When people get on a conviction, they get mean sometimes. And then he then he saw the light on the road to Damascus. And folks, he probably said it looks a lot like the light that was shining out of Stephen's eyes. It kind of looks a lot like the light that came out of Stephen's mouth. It kind of seems like the warmth that came out of Stephen's heart. And Paul, Saul, got saved. And folks, I thank God the Holy Spirit used him to to write most of this New Testament. And I thank God God used him in a mighty way because he saw the light in one deacon's life that preached the truth and got stoned for it. Don't ever lose the wonder of it all. Now last but not least, I'll, I'll let you out of here by 12.15 or thereabouts, ministerially speaking. How many came here to be blessed? Say amen. amen. How many came here to be, bless His holy name? Say amen. So don't come to leave. No, but we are going to leave. We are going to leave. But I want you to notice not only where, but I want you to to notice how. How can we shine? How can we shine? Well, it's found in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 5. Go back there with me, please. It says, let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Here it is. Very simple. Yield. Reflect. Let. Let. means allow. Yield. Be a right position of brokenness that reflects His likeness. Be transparent. So people can see Jesus in your life. There's one powerful word in that verse. Let, let, allow, yield, surrender, sanctify your life. You'll remind people that Jesus is their only hope. And you'll remind people that Jesus is love. And you'll remind people that He's the light Of the world. And that He lives. We have the light. The world's looking at culture. The world's looking at education. The world's looking at philosophy. And God helped the world. They're looking to politics. It only makes you think it's going to get better or make life more comfortable on the way to hell. Folks, that's what religion does. That's what philosophy does. That's what education does. Folks, it just makes you more comfortable on the path to hell. And what they need, oh, what the world needs now, is Jesus, the light of the world. Father, use this message. I thank You, dear God, for touching my heart yesterday to prepare me to preach this message. What the world needs is a encouragement, light, hope, love, peace. What the army of the Lord needs is a shield of gold, not a shield of brass to reflect the light. Lord, what we need to be is real and right and yielded, surrendered and sanctified. So God help us to be the salt that hasn't lost its savor, and the light the light that makes a difference and lord we realize we're not the light you're the light oh lord i wish i had time to read john 1 1 through 14 but lord you said you're the light of the world and lord thank you for the admonition to yield and let you take us collectively as a church and individually as Saints saved by the grace of God to be a light showing forth the great power and majesty and glory of God. With every head bowed, every eye closed, how many say, Preacher, I know without a doubt that I have the light in my soul. I have life in my life. I have life in my soul. I know I've been saved. And if I died today, I know I'd go to heaven. But if I live tomorrow, I can have heavenly peace, heavenly joy, heavenly purpose. And heavenly power, and I can just shine for Jesus. And I'm glad I'm saved. Would you raise your hand as a happy testimony of that all over this auditorium, All over this sanctuary. Nobody looking. We're not going to come to you. Not going to embarrass you in any way, shape, or form. I hope the, I hope the message wasn't embarrassing and the invitation is not going to be embarrassing. But some couldn't raise your hand and you say, Preacher, I'm empty. I'm searching. I'm longing for reality. I don't know if I'm saved or not, and I want you to pray for me. Just you slip your hand up real high for prayer and then back down, you're not sure you're saved. You might be religious. Most people in Dalton, Georgia, are, are real religious. But are you saved? Anyone? Just slip your hand up and say, Preacher, please pray for me. I'll wait just a moment. You can be a church member and be lost. Let me say, Preacher, I'm saved. I know it for sure but I want to be salt that has some flavor. And I want to be a light that's consistent. Because I know someone that's groping in the darkness of being backslid. I know someone that's groping in the darkness of being lost. And they're on the way to hell. And I don't know what to do, but I believe the message is telling me to shine. So I just want to reflect God's love and God's likeness. I want you to pray for me. You slip your hand up high. Yes, 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 yes. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you to be a blessing. Anyone else? Father, in Jesus' name of Your glory, we preached. And now we pray for these that's responded. God, with an honest, open heart, they need to be a more brilliant and consistent testimony, a light in this dark world. So Lord, please help us. Help us, God, to yield more of our life to You that people might see the light. We'll praise You in Jesus' name.